Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast and it is so hot in my office today. We had snow about a month ago in the UK and today we have 27 degrees as I'm recording this and it's really really hot so you may hear a bit of noise from outside. I can't bring myself to close the windows um, and I just hope that it's not too much and you don't hear dogs barking and children playing and cars going by so there's that but I wanted the podcast to go out today so I'm just going to do it today with the window open because today we're going to do um, part nine of the 10 part improve your English in 2018 challenge so the first eight parts are already up you can either find them where you get your podcast or you can go to my site to find them um, we're doing them alternate weeks so we started at the beginning of this year and then we've been doing them every other week and something else in between but um, we've been going through because improving your English this year isn't just something you say you want to do in January and then forget about it it's something that goes on through the year so that's why I'm making it last a really long time because I think it's important that we don't just have this whole bunch of stuff at the beginning of January about making improvements and doing things differently and then forget about it as soon as January is over. So that's why this has been going on for a while. Also, I had 10 different topics to look at. And today we're looking at vocabulary. So I just wanted to look at this because people say, you know, that they want to improve their vocabulary. And there are so many good ways to do that. Like, you know, reading will improve your vocabulary, speaking more will, listening will, writing will, if you're looking up new words. But vocabulary is important because it allows you to, it gives you more tools in your toolbox when it comes to expressing yourself and getting your ideas across in English. So the more words you know, the more good and relevant words you know, which is something we're going to come on to in a minute, um, the easier it will be for you. And I definitely find that as a language learner. Like with German, I don't think we ever stop learning and I will never be at the point where I've learned everything because you never know everything about your own native language. But certainly now with, with German, I can I can enjoy the language because I can go and have dinner with someone, talk to them or conduct a meeting in German and I'm not constantly looking for the right word. And it takes time to get there and it takes work to get there. It's not just, you know, you haven't, you can't just absorb a dictionary or something and then then know all the words you know you have to put the work in but there are ways to make it easier which is what I'm going to come on to in a second um, and the rewards of doing that are are really worth it I would say as somebody who has learned a language well I've, I've started several but I'm, I'm really focused on one um, when you get to the point where you can really use all those new words it's definitely worth the time and effort you put in I think there are some really bad practices for for learning new words and I'll talk a bit about those as well but there are also some some good ways I wouldn't say shortcuts but they're things that can make sure you make the most of the time that you put in and that you have the most benefit from it because you're not wasting time learning things that you don't need or that are out of date or that kind of thing so we've got 10 points to go through so point one is Think about which words you really want to learn. So if you're reading a book, for example, don't write down everything you don't know. 
think about which things are useful what's likely to come up again um what's what sounds like it's something that you will need in future conversations or if you're writing so focus on the things that will be most useful and if it helps then put a limit on that so if you're reading a book then choose i don't know if you're reading for an hour choose 10 words or something or um even less because if you learn a few words properly it's better than having a massive list that you're never going to look at again I took down so many vocabulary lists when I was doing classes, but I, I don't think I ever looked at them again, maybe shortly before the next lesson. I mean, I did go back and, and look through them, but I, I didn't study them as much as when I put the words into my active learning list. I had a system, mine was a spreadsheet, but you can use anything. You can use an app or cards or a book or something. And I chose the most relevant things from there. And then I learned them. Um, and that is the best way. So choose, be choosy. Don't think that you have to learn every single word that you don't know. Number two, decide on a system and stick to it because I have students and some of them are super organized. Um, um, and you can have more than one system. That's fine. I've, I've got one student who has a, an app that he uses for learning new words and he has some cards that he's made with the new words that he wants to learn. So that's fine. He's got two. Um, I generally used one, but find something that works for you and stick to it because the worst thing that can happen is that you've got someone with a, like, oh, they write down some new words on a bit of paper and they've got a notebook and they've also got some on their phone and they've got an app and then there's also something else and oh, it's such a mess and <laughs> they'll never learn that way. Um, so you can have one or two systems, but don't try lots of different ways of learning vocabulary. Try to keep them all in the same place or a couple of places, because otherwise it will get really confusing. And I'm not going to tell you what that should be, because I don't know you. Everybody has a different way of learning. So maybe try some different things if you want, but find out what works for you in terms of learning and remembering new words and then stick to that. Or maybe one other thing if you want some variety, but but don't try out loads of things and then find that nothing really works because you've got completely disorganized. Number three is don't overdo it. So don't, um, we've already touched on this, but don't try to learn every new word. Don't look up every new word. If you really can't understand something or if you're doing some kind of translation task, then you may need to do that. But usually if you understand the sentence, then there may be a couple of words you don't know. Even I find there's a couple of words I've never seen before. And if I'm genuinely interested in them, I will look them up. But it doesn't matter, you know, that as long as you understand the main point of the text, then don't feel that you have to kind of look up every single word before you can move on to something else, especially if you're reading for pleasure. Number four is about revisiting the words, because if you want to remember words in the long term, it's not enough just to look at them, because I remember doing a um, an exercise when I was learning Turkish and I got all of the words right that I was supposed to learn for that lesson and then the next week I went back and the teacher didn't tell me but we had the same test again and I didn't do very well because I hadn't been looking at those words immediately before I thought we were done with that and moving on to something else and we weren't and I didn't get them all right I knew some of them but there were gaps in my knowledge as well, because I I do have quite a good memory for short term things. I can um, go through something just before I need it. And, and that was really useful for exams. But long term, it needs to be in your long term memory. So it needs to be something that you're actively using and going back to. 
and it's not enough just to, to read it through once and think, yeah, I know that. So revisit things. And that's why it's good to learn things that are useful to you and that will come up again and again, because you'll have the opportunity to practice them rather than something really obscure that you'll never need again. Number five, um, lists of the internet are useful, but don't trust them all. So I've seen some really good things, some resources that people have put together to help other learners or that teachers have put together. But at the same time, I've seen some really bad um, lists with inaccurate translations, for example, um, sentences with mistakes in, um, badly pronounced words, all kinds of things that aren't correct. So yeah, use the resources that are available to you, but don't trust them 100%. And if you're not sure, maybe ask a, a friend if you've got a teacher or a friend who's a native speaker or a um, a more advanced learner than you to have a look at them and see at the kind of see what kind of resources you're looking at because if they're not very good resources to start with then that's going to affect your learning outcomes because you're learning something that's wrong so just be aware of that when you're looking at resources and also sometimes things go out of date so you know it might have been okay to use something 50 years ago but it's not what people say now so make sure it's up to date and also make sure it's useful because if you're using pre-generated lists of vocabulary it's fine because you save yourself the trouble of, of finding all the words for example if, if they're pre-made flashcards but if there are mistakes in them then you're going to be copying those mistakes so there's that to think about and also don't um don't assume that just because something is is true that it's something we use all the time like some of the idioms that we have I share them so people know what they mean because it's not always obvious what they mean but it's not the kind of thing that you would drop into conversation all the time so you may think you're learning some really authentic language by learning lots of idioms and expressions but if they're things that people don't say anymore then you haven't really done yourself any favors number six um if you know that your vocabulary is lacking in a certain area then try to find words that practice those things like if you need if you need English for work, for example, and it's the financial terms that you find difficult or um, a specific topic within your own work, then try to find articles about that. Try to find people who are talking about that. Go where they are online and then um, look specifically to, to fill the gaps that you know you have. Number seven, um, I did mention this before, but you know, make sure that the, what you're learning is actually up to date because we change, we change the way we do things. Some words, like if I think about some of the words that we used in the 90s, for example, um, we don't use them now because they're a bit outdated. Some words are obviously never going to change. Like usually nouns don't change that much because a thing is a thing, but for adjectives, when you're describing something, if you think something's really good or really terrible, then there are different ways of saying that and that sometimes changes and words go in and out of fashion. So keep an eye on that. And if you pick up a really old book, for example, then chances are some of the things in that book will be a bit out of date. Number eight, um, try to write down the words in context because it doesn't help if you just, I mean, for nouns, it's not such a big deal. Um, you know, a dog is a dog, a kettle is a kettle. But if, if you're using verbs, if you need prepositions to go with the verbs, um, it's good to write down the sentence where you saw this word to remind you how to use it. Because sometimes the, the smallest words can trip people up. So they may know lots of 
difficult vocabulary, but if they get the prepositions wrong because they didn't learn the verb and the preposition together, then it can be these little words that trip you up. So when you're writing out words, then maybe write down an example sentence as well so that you can remind yourself how it was used and what it's used for. Number nine, if you're looking up words in the dictionary, um, the in a bilingual dictionary, the word that you need isn't always the first one. So there are often like several options for when you're translating a word. And the first one that you see is sometimes the most common, but it's not always the one you need for the situation that you need. So sometimes it, it helps to use an English like a single language dictionary because then you get the definitions as well. But some of the good dictionaries online, they have example sentences as well. So you can make sure that the, the one that you're choosing is the one that's most relevant for the type of sentence that you have. So if you're looking a word up in a bilingual dictionary, don't just take the first option that it gives you because that's not necessarily the right one because sometimes there are there's several translations for one word. And the one that you're looking for may not be the one that's at the top. And the last one is just try to use what you've what you've learned. Try to build them into conversations. And that will be easier if you make good choices in the beginning, things that are going to be useful to you. But try to bring them into your everyday conversations or into your writing or try and practice the things that you're learning because that will help you to remember them and that will help them to go into your long term memory. So those are my 10 tips of vocabulary. And so my task, if you if you want a task for today, is to think about, first of all, what method are you going to choose for vocabulary learning? What works for you? How are you going to keep track of the new words that you want to learn? How are you going to record them? And how are you going to test yourself to see if you really have learned them? And also, where can you use them? So, for example, we, we've looked at speaking and we've looked at writing. So particularly with those two activities, how can you find ways to make sure that you have opportunities to practice the new words that you've learned when you're trying to improve your vocabulary? So think about those questions. If you want to um, tell me what your answers are, then you can do that. Um, at, you can send me a message on my website or you can send an email to kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com kirsty is k-i-r-s-t-y um, you can also send it to podcast at englishwithkirsty.com but either way you still have to spell my name right in englishwithkirsty.com so i hope that's helpful have a good week and have fun learning english I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes. 